time. Right, um, right. So I haven't done the other ones yet, but uh, maybe if I pick up that new box set, I'll do Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. I've heard they've had some some pretty crazy sequences. I imagine if he yeah, directed s- some of the, the gore in that, that some of the effects work is probably pretty decent. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. Um, but even just the weird stuff of her, like, fingering his, like, porthole. Yeah, and, and they like, do the lube it thing, out. too. It's so gross. Like, she even takes out lube and, like, puts it over the rim <laughs> of the butthole, ba- the back butthole. <laughs> and the thing is, too, is that you're straight up watching, like, like, porn, essentially. I mean, you're watching her, like, finger this, this, this hole. And the only reason Cronenberg <laughs> gets away with it is because it's a back port for a video game. But but all the implications and all the imagery is purely pornography. <laughs> like it's just yeah, it's it's it's, it's like the uh, the abdomen vagina from Videodrome. Yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like it, it, it's so <laughs> and 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 he always makes a point to every time they go in back into the world or they have to jack into another video game world or whatever. Every single time he makes sure that he shows you that thing going into the bioport every time, because I just yeah, feel you, like you, he's... you have to see the fleshy little umbilical cord, like uh, <laughs> basically like suction its way in and then get twisted in there and stuff. Yeah. It's like, Dude, and then there's part, parts where it gets like stuck. So <laughs> they're pulling on it and it just, you know, it just gives you that very, that feeling in your own body that you're like, oh my God, this isn't very uncomfortable. Just, just. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd be buying this video game system. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they they end up uh, blasting a chunky hole through Willem Dafoe's neck. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh you using the installation device that he used on 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 Jude Law. And he gets a line before he dies too that I thought was pretty um which I thought was pretty funny, which was uh she says something along the lines of like he's being very uh like cliche. Because mm-hmm. he's like betrayed them for the bounty, you know, from the local crazy people. And she says, haven't you seen a movie before? And then uh, he says, I like your script. I want to be in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when he gets like his his like his neck like blasted out, which then leads them to go see what uh, Hungarian Bilbo is doing at an <laughs> abandoned ski lodge. This movie's so weird. It is the strangest film. Yeah. And, and once again, it's it's great because I think he does truly understand that it's like be, being in this video game world allows him to do any really bizarre idea that he has. As long as it somewhat works contextually, you can throw it yeah. onto the screen. And uh, like, you know, we're going everywhere from, like you said, like Ian, Ian Holmes uh, in this like kind of secret agency or something like that. And then you go to the farm where they're like reading the pods and working on the pods and there's just so many weird different sets and and avenues to to this world well yeah and 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 what's funny is that technically the ian home stuff is supposed to be in the real world as far as we know at this point in the film right right um yeah but obviously that gets changed by the time we get to the end of the film which we will get to yeah but at this point this stuff is weird and we're not in even the game world yet like we haven't even gone to the that's a good point That's a good point. In um, our minds, we're just like straight up in reality here. So, yeah. But what's so interesting is that, you know, as we're about to get into, we are going to get into the game world. And then when they come back to the real world from the game world, they're like, it's not actually that different. 
and it's actually fucking them up that they the the blurring of the virtual world and the and and reality is becoming kind of like one and the same for them a little bit that was one um, thing i thought a, was an important distinction yeah that was something i thought was really cool like just a, a kind of difference between the idea of like jacking in kind of like uh like with the matrix whereas like, with the matrix they're fully aware of when they're in the matrix whereas this yes. like really blurs those lines and and once again kind of becomes like disorienting in a way uh and yeah, I just I, I did like that difference because it adds this kind of mysterious element and a little bit of uh, horror in a, in a in a way. Well, yeah, well, and uh, technically, I think that they they beat Inception to the the same idea of like <laughs> the, the the stuff that affects you in there, you can bring it out with you. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. That's a really important distinction because like the the moment where Jude Law like pauses the game and makes himself come out of the game is is like when. Um, he plants the idea in his wife's mind and Marianne Cotillard comes back out and she still mm. thinks that she's dreaming. He still thinks that he's gaming. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the, it's the, it's the same, the same deal, That's which sweet. I thought was like pretty, pretty funny in that Cronenberg did it in 1999. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea again of, uh, uh, Bilbo performing surgery on like her gaming PC <laughs> and then and, and then it ports into you because like you're the power source and she's like fingering his port and everything <laughs> and the transition scene of them going into the game is like this sort of like a layered mat shot where like he's looking at the ceiling and he looks down and as he starts to look down the room sort of like combines into the new room where they're in a gaming arcade or a video game store and it's a very smooth transition, and he's so stunned by it. He's like, wow, it feels real. And and Cronenberg, to his credit, shoots it all very absurdly with, with a he, – he goes crazier a bit with, with the colors and the design work, but it's all still very tangible. Um, it's, all, it's all very practically done, a lot of the sets and stuff that he's doing and some of the weird, again, like mutant farming and the, the, the factory where they make the game pods and stuff like that. Um, the game world, it, it's very sort of like low-budget sci-fi plastic, but it is uh, convincing and tangible enough that you do understand how they start to lose the distinction between what we were previously watching because but what we were previously watching was honestly in some ways just as ridiculous that the the game world and the real world blend together for you as a